Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women striving to be their most authentic selves while sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hello, what hello, is up? hello. What is up? What is up? Hey guys. Another week. Week 1,372 of quarantine. <laughs> My right. God. I know. Georgia is becoming the new Florida. The internets are talking about us, and I do not appreciate this. I saw that they were about to open up the malls on Friday. Like certain malls. So, like, Lenox. Like, they just want to kill everybody is what they want to do. Mall of Georgia, Lenox, um, and a few other North Lake, I think, and some other malls. The malls that people actually go to. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the malls that people actually like (laughs) to shop in. (laughs) Most of Um, them. Yep. So I think Perimeter is a Simon Mall too. So hmm. are they? I, I feel think like so. every mall is probably owned or operated by like most of them are. Most are. I don't know yeah. any other mall company like we like. I know Simon. Yes, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is just crazy, right? It's ridiculous. Honestly, I just our numbers are not decreasing. I don't understand why this decision was made. As I said last week, mm-hmm. statistically it just is illogical. I just, there's so much like random data out there too. That's confusing. Cause like I saw something that showed like the numbers decreasing. And then I saw something else that showed the numbers increasing. I'm like, okay, so which one is it? Like who is correct and who's not clearly this is getting worse than it is getting better. So why are we like, why should we, why are we confused right now? Like what, I don't what are we understand. doing? It's just so much. It's ridiculous. But here we are. There's so much to it. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so the only thing so we much. can do is control ourselves. Right. Uh, stay cleaned up, prayed mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. um, housed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, in lighter news, um Tory Lane now has um some kind of deal with MTV for quarantine radio. Oh, that's which nice. yeah, which is cool. I thought that was pretty cute. Tabitha Brown is now signed to an agency for acting. Yeah, I think it's I CIAA. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what it was, which I'm pretty sure is a big acting agency. So mm-hmm. keep her in our prayers because our sis needs all the work, okay? We need to see her face everywhere. She I want to see Tabitha Brown everywhere. Yes, everywhere. She's, she's an entire vibe. I need her mm-hmm. in my life. And um, last but certainly not least, our queen... And the Stallion have put out a remix for Savage. Just when we thought we were tired of listening to that hook because of TikTok, Beyonce said, oh, bitch, I'm going to add an okay Okay. in the middle of that chorus. And what you're going to do is listen to it again. You're not tired of hearing that. And again and again and again. Baby, I listened to it eight times today already. And I'm pretty sure I'll end it with another um, 15. 
It has not blessed my speakers just yet. I've heard a snippet, but I need to do the whole song. Yeah, girl. I mean, my favorite Beyonce is the Beyonce that is shit talking. Okay. Oh, let everybody gosh. know who the yes. fuck you are. Period. Poo. It makes me feel so powerful. I'm sure it's not just me. It's everyone. Number one. Yeah. Number two. Um, it's motivating. You know, it's just it's a spiritual experience. But also, so on Savage, you know, Beyonce when she's a feature, she gives you like a little bit of something. She gives you a little razzle dazzle on the record mm -hmm. no baby beyonce gave us like three verses off? three verses oh wow yes meg had like one and a half <laughs> if that so and beyonce, beyonce had three her song yes but also <laughs> meg this remix is not like a traditional remix where the song is the same and then you inject it's like a whole some new song it's a whole new song. So mm. it's the same hook, but Meg's verse is like fire as fuck. Like fire. And it's completely different. Completely different okay. than how it was before. Oh, I cannot wait to hear this. I love it. I love it. How are you doing though? How am I? I am overwhelmed. <laughs> mm. But life is good. I have very good problems right now. Extremely great problems to have. But God damn it, I'm tired. Hey. That's life. I love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. it How about happens. you? It's, it's crazy. I don't feel as overwhelmed, but I do feel like every day is something new. And I'm like, geez, Louise, mm -hmm. can I just have a little second mm -hmm. to like process what happened yesterday before I move on to today? All that can good I stuff. Just but, breathe? Um, <laughs> yeah, just breathe, you know, uh -huh. but it's like you said, it's a great problem to have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was obviously always practicing, practicing gratitude and whatnot. So, yeah, I can't complain too much. It's a new day, a new week, um, mm -hmm. new opportunities. So, yeah, all of that. I'm in all my bag always. Always in my bag, period. You ready to get into and this the B stands Monday? for what? Bands, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know what that is once you listen to the song. I cannot wait, <laughs> girl. Bless our spirits. Yes. All right. Hold on. Let me get you. Let me get you. Let me get you. All right. Okay. This is from my go-to boss, babe. Mm -hmm. Three things I only ever wanted to be in life Me, myself, and I All the ladies, if you feel me, help me sing it out I love that <laughs> That's, That's so good You are That's your really own competition It was yes. just like what we were talking about kind of last week, really Yeah, we actually posted that on um, Or posted something like that mm -hmm. on Becoming She Instagram Follow no us. one is you, and that is your power, girl. I think that a lot of women embrace that idea, but I feel mm -hmm. like internally a lot of women don't. I know that uh, the comparison yeah. game is a very dangerous game, especially yes. in the um, in the time of social media that we're in where people mm -hmm. are posting, you know, pictures. I mean, right now, we all looking rough out here, okay? We all look the same, but... <laughs> when people are traveling or somebody got a new job or a new car or whatever it's i can definitely see how it's hard to look at For that sure. and not yeah. look you know not self-reflect and wonder what could mm -hmm. i have done or what steps could i've made to get myself you know in a position like that but also a lot of times we don't think about what that person went through to get there how they yeah. got there we don't think about other things that could be going on in their lives as well you know we're just getting that snapshot of a great picture you know snapshot of a great moment but there's so much more to life outside of that 
So let's stop comparing ourselves to others, guys. I completely agree. I think you're right. Like it's an internal battle. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to say it to yourself a thousand and one times until you actually believe it. Mm -hmm. Like wake up, go to the (laughs) mirror and just keep practicing it over and over and over again until you truly deep down believe that, you know, you are the badder bitch every time. Those morning mantras. You know, that's a good message for this week. That's a perfect message for this week. Mm -hmm. That gets Mm -hmm. us right into our scoop. Yes, let's get to it. To realize I do have to change. I have to change the person, certain type of things I do. I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. So back at it again with our friends from Insecure. Um, we're gonna give this man his flowers early on. On Twitter at I'm a, I think his name is Ursi Noir. Mm, yeah, maybe that's it. how you say it. Yeah. Yes. U r s i n e n o i r. He creates these threads like we talked about last week, and he has another thread with some insecure questions that I think will kind of get the conversation rolling. Um, I think we had a really great conversation last week about this. So, um, you ready? Yes. Okay. So. Earlier, you said that you had watched Insecure, what, twice already, I believe? You said you watched it again to, like... Yeah, I have one more See if you missed anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a question, because I'm sure we've both experienced this in our lives before. But Mm -hmm. how do you feel when you see your most recent ex? My most recent ex? Yes, your most recent ex. Is it all love? Is it, hey, God bless you and keep it moving? Is it, I'm a catch a case? Sad, relieved, or fuck that nigga? Nah, it's all of like, What's up, my nigga? Okay. Yeah, we actually, um, we talked recently. Mm-hmm. Recently, not too long ago. And, yeah, I mean, we just, like, we're cool. We didn't, but see, we had a very amicable breakup, mm-hmm. that I will say. Now, okay. as for my other exes, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It could go either way, depending on the day. You know, it's (laughs) up in the air. Depending on the day, it could be, fuck that nigga. It could be, like, God bless you, keep moving. I mean, God bless you, keep it moving is pretty much, like, I guess we could go across the board for most of them. Yeah. the most recent one, I rock with him. Um, I don't rock with the fact that he wants me to keep in contact with him more than I already do. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Yeah. Lame shit. Right. Yeah. But what about you? How would you feel? I think I'm at with my most recent ex i probably would be like god bless and keep it moving we don't need to be talking i don't right. know what's going on in your life don't worry about what's going on in my life you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing and i feel like that's that's not rude it's just like Mm-mm, we're not, not there yet protect we're your not, peace yeah it's it's i'm gonna hold my peace within me so i don't need to have mm-hmm. a conversation with you if i don't want to and i feel like hey god bless you is a very good way to just be like okay bye-bye yeah. You know, everybody um, isn't meant to be in your life for yeah. an extended period of time. And that's important I think it would be. Yes. And I also feel like it would be awkward in a sense, like with the situation with Issa and Lawrence. Right? right. She's at the coffee shop that Condoleezza told her was her favorite. 
and Lawrence walks in knowing that because he has a date with her and it's just like you know that kind of vibe it would be very awkward if it's like I know your girlfriend and she introduced me to this place and I kind of love it so I'm going to be here too but if it was just like an out and about kind of thing I don't think I would care too much I would just be like okay head on and keep it pushing yeah I mean if I saw my most recent ex out on a date with his new girlfriend I have had that happen (gasps) Do yes. tell. Tell us more. Yes. And it's actually on a recent, like, I went on a date last year, um, and uh-huh. it was so much going on that day. I saw my brother. I was just like, what is freaking happening right now, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so. I remember my, this date. <laughs> you remember? I told you, yes. Yeah. And, like, he walks and, like, stares at me, and, like, we both make eye contact, like, and laugh, because it's it's kind of funny, right? It's like, right. who would have thought I would have seen you here? Like, out of all places to be in Atlanta. Right. Out of all places to be, you have to be here. But it was that kind of thing. Like, God bless you. Did y'all have a conversation, though? Did y'all talk? Or was it like, look, laugh, keep going? Literally, look, laugh, keep it going. Like, the guy that I was on the date with didn't even notice. I love that. It was such a simple exchange. And it was like a mutual respect. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, I see you, nigga, okay. And then, like, moving on. I love that, honestly. I appreciated that so much. I love that y'all saw each other and was just like, mm, okay, hey. Yeah. You know, it was and great. then kept it moving. No conversation needed. No. None. Oh my God. Hey. To this day. To this day. To this day. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mm-hmm. really do. I know I keep saying it, but for whatever reason, I'm imagining it being like something off of TV or a movie. Mm-hmm. And I, but I genuinely enjoy exchanges like that. I did run into somebody that I did not want to see again out with mm. friends before okay somebody that i ghosted mm. you know you know i told you I, i've I had that happen to me before quick. too <laughs> yes you know okay random story but okay i know this is a while ago mm-hmm. but i was talking to this guy and i did ghost him because i typically do i get i am indecisive and sometimes i like guys and sometimes i'm just like i don't want to talk to you anymore and it's just how my mind breaks and don't judge but anyways um i saw him at a bar i was out with some i was out with uh, my girlfriend i saw Mm -hmm. him at a bar and it was like mutual friends all there too he walks up to me and like well to the group of friends i was with we were all talking and goes this girl right here ain't shit and pointed at me (laughs) and I literally looked at him and I said, you're right. I'm not. Never claimed And we just beat. stared. And that was it. And it's like, did you really walk across the entire room to say that one statement so you could like, be seen? You, you look I like a clown. Did I really hurt you that bad? We talked for maybe like a week or two, three at most. You know, let's not. We didn't go on no date. All we did was text and you called me a couple of times. But that doesn't warrant you to now be like my man and you got to claim me and all that. Like, sir. Don't be dramatic. Niggas have this weird ownership complex over women. Girl. We'll talk about that later. There's another conversation to be had. Girl. I, it was hilarious. But yeah, I was like, okay, well, welcome. This is, this is life. Okay. Anyways. That is hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious. That definitely Uh trumps my run into a ghosting story. Um, (laughs) I definitely, so I I went on a date with this guy and I knew, like, I knew I did not want to talk to him again. I knew it. (laughs) But I was bored. Those be the worst. Right. I was bored. So I was just like, okay, I can keep conversation with them. Cool. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I happened to be going out of town. Like, a couple, literally, like, the next day or something like that. I was going back home for the holidays. And so... Uh 
I went out of town and then he hit me up, but I just never responded. And then I just didn't intend on responding. I didn't even block his number. I was just like, I'm not talking to you. I'm, I don't want to yeah. talk to you. And um, so Simple. I went out when I got back in town months later, whatever. I go out with some friends and me and my friends are out and we're dancing. And I'm looking and they're like, we're I'm I'm not going to lie. I was drunk. And so <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving the leaving the club or whatever. And on the way out. My friend introduces me to another one of her friends. So this like is a part. They're part of the larger group of friends. Right. So I'm talking to her friend and I'm like, oh, hey. And she's like, yeah, this is the party I invited you to that you flaked on, which I'm trifling on that, too. But anyway, um, (laughs) I was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, blah, 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 whatever. And then I look to the right and the dude that I ghosted is right there. He's friends with the dude not only is he friends with the dude he's part of the larger group of friends huh so that nigga was with us the whole night (laughs) (laughs) did he say anything to you yeah so like after that i'm not um i wasn't gonna not say anything to him because he was right there so i was like oh hey like i gave him a hug but i'm not shit so i don't really care i still hope that i never see him again I would hope so too. That is really funny. Didn't okay. seem like an interesting person. All right, what's next? Yeah, right. Um, so interracial relationships. Obviously, Molly is dating um, mm-hmm. a beautiful Asian man. What are your Gorgeous. thoughts about dating outside your race? Um, and what would your parents feel like if you were to date outside your race? I am not completely opposed to it. Okay. Okay, so if I were to date out my race, likely it would be like another minority, mm-hmm. right? Like an Asian yeah. person, okay. Hispanic person, like something like that, um, mm-hmm. or a foreigner. Um, if I date, and y'all can put this down in your memory books and remember it for life. If I happen to be with a white man. God forbid I happen to be with a white man. It oh will take God. a very special, a very special type of white person for me to be with. Very special. Honestly. I mean, nigga, I need you beating me to the marches. Like, I need you to be at the rallies and mad at me because I'm not there. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to have to be, I don't know. I don't know. I know that white man exists, right? Yeah, because I've seen I've seen those type of interactions and relationships where, you know, like, for example, my favorite YouTuber, Patricia Bright, her husband is white, but her Mm -hmm. husband is one of those white people that like he would be that special circumstance because he know like a white person that addresses their whiteness and is not ashamed about it. Like, for example, they had a video the other day. They're talking about cooking and she was talking Mm -hmm. about how he didn't used to season his food. Right. And he Mm -hmm. was like saying how he used to season his chicken with ketchup and then put it on the George Foreman grill. Like a plain oh, chicken wow. breast with ketchup and put it on the George Foreman that's grill. That's disgusting. <laughs> right. And that's what Patricia said. Patricia was like, that is disgusting. I cannot believe you used to do that. He's like, yeah, it sounds very white to me. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Acknowledge yes. it. Acknowledge Period. it. Let's talk about it and do better next time. You know what I mean? But... I don't know if, I mean, if God has it in his plans for me to be with a white man, who child, I don't know where he created him from, but he gonna have to, he gonna have to come with it. My family, um, 
they would be taken aback but i don't think they would be like why are you dating this yeah, person or whatever they would like just be a, like oh okay they'd be like oh kavori you know okay like my cousin is married to a white man and nobody blinked twice or whatever it wasn't yeah. a thing she also dated a white man before so it was like oh when she first brought him around my family was like oh hey you know <laughs> interesting okay. nice to meet you like, families always their voices always get really high like okay <laughs> That's, That's nice. what it is. Okay. That is exactly what it is. It's like, it's like okay, hi. I can tell your voice is definitely. So high tell us now, about so your family. Mm-hmm. You know that that shit. Yes. They were on that shit, and then eventually we just kind of got like, all right, whatever. What's up, dog? Um, but um, yeah, I don't think they would. I don't think they would be like get him out of my house or anything. They would just be like, mm. and then they want to have. They would definitely want to have a conversation separately. Like, oh, of course. So let's talk about this. But last last point I want to make, I feel like my hesitance with it, um, with interracial relationships is having to communicate my culture to another person. Mm. Like I enjoy I thoroughly enjoy like my spirit is fed by black people mm-hmm. not having to communicate Our how we, like not having to explain how we communicate mm-hmm. or like yeah. saying little side jokes and actually getting it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of that, we have that universal, like, black experience. Like, I feel like we all had the same mom, right? If I was dating a white person and I started saying something and I was talking through my teeth at them, they would be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know? It probably would be completely be different. I'm like, get your motherfucking ass over here. Sit <laughs> fuck down before I got it. Like, they would be like, why are you talking like that? You know what I mean? But a black yeah. person would just get it. So, the, like, the the act of having to explain certain things would take the magic out of it for me. Okay. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel like I'm definitely not opposed to interracial relationships. I mm-hmm. have never dated outside my race, but mm-hmm. I'm and I'm not opposed to it. I think it would just be something different. Mm-hmm. Um I've in my family we have a running joke. We all know who like our my we all know who my siblings are going to marry, right? Oh, you're going to marry this kind of person or I'm going to marry this kind of guy or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um and so I just always envision myself marrying an Af- like a black man. I just it's just, yeah i've never I not seen myself babies. yeah like i want chocolate babies i want us to like experience like our culture and like really like create that that for our children like, you know there's so right. much that I, like that you can't experience w- with someone else but i will say that if i were uh-huh. to um actually date someone outside my race i would just hope that like whoever that person was across the board, I would also want them to like teach me their culture so that our mm-hmm. kids can have a mixture and a blended family of both, because mm-hmm. I would never want to date someone who was Hispanic. And then our children don't know a how to speak Spanish or B, right. how to like cook, you know, Hispanic tamales or whatever, natural, like history of, yeah. Like right. I, I want them to know their, their history too, just like I want them to know mine. So that right. would be the only thing that I would have to like while we're dating would have to seriously be established because right. there are just things that you're not going to get, you know, by not having the two on the same page. It's just precisely I don't know. my family would definitely not. I mean, we don't have not that I'm aware of mm-hmm. anyone outside of the black community in my family, but um, I don't think they would be like. I think it would be some blink and blinking eyes like oh okay like tell me about yourself like who are you like you know like they would do with anybody but it would be more so like who are you like how did y'all meet like what's like okay what does she seeing i need to i need to understand who you are as a person kind of thing uh i don't think right. my family would be my family's already like judgy on the low so they mm. would just be judgy 
in general, but that wouldn't be anything different. But I don't, they wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, you're banned from my house because you brought this Indian man here. It's like, nah. Right. They're like, okay. Now my family is not got a little sauce on to the you. low. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know judgy on the low. That is mm. what they don't know. Mm-mm. So what I when I am nervous about bringing someone around my family, right, mm-hmm. it would be usually it's like, oh, God, I'm thinking of the things that I know they will say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yes. Prior oh, to God, how are they going to respond to this or what would they say about that? So I like and you also have a large family. So it's harder to control. Very like, close the you have a very large close family so it's harder to control mm-hmm. like everyone's like thoughts and you know mannerisms and things like that my family is very small so yeah i kind of get i know so you can have that conversation pers- ahead of time be like, yeah hey, don't like very easily like we because- christmas dinner is all of like maybe 10 people like it's very small oh yeah mm-hmm. i mean over the years our celebrations have gotten smaller i will say that um but my family is huge. So when I would mm-hmm. invite friends over for Thanksgiving, which is a normal thing, there's you are walking into my house with 60 to 70 people just all around, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just free for all. Like, you just going to have to take this shit. I don't know what to tell you. These people are crazy, though. And they That's don't the care how you though, feel. I would definitely, <laughs> like, that would make me want to be with that person even more is if he can help. Like, first off, I want my man to be able to handle his own whenever he's mm-hmm. with my family, regardless. But right. if I was dating outside of my race, that would really be a true tester. Like, can you be around my family and I don't have to be with you? So, like, if my grandmother right. wants you to do something and it's just you and her, do you feel comfortable? Because if she doesn't feel comfortable with you, that's a deal breaker for me. I want you to be, mm-hmm. I want my the person that I'm with to be able to be around my friends, my family, and they treat him like he's family, you know? Mm-hmm. is this a black thing or is this just my black grandma thing like will your grandma tell whoever to take out the trash like if you bring a man around he has to take out the trash yes okay so maybe it's just a black grandma thing because whoever whatever nigga i bring around my grandma gonna hand you a bag of trash and you better take okay it out. and like take this out so mm-hmm. yeah. exactly i do have a question before we get to okay. the next topic related to this um do you feel that if you were to date outside of your race that you would then have to be sort of like a watered down version of yourself around that person? Ooh, no. Okay. Like I feel like whoever I'm with, whether they're black, white, Hispanic, whatever, if you can't love me for me, we're not meant to be together because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to, um, change who I am as a person because if that's the case I might as well go settle for the black man and call it a day if I'm gonna do that with somebody who's not black why would I you know I just don't feel like that's kind of like a fair trade because I'm losing who I am to be with this Hispanic man that treats me so well when I could lose who I am and be with this black man that treats me so well why would I I don't feel like that's a fair trade so no I'm not switching up who I am just to make you feel comfortable and realistically because it's not just like i'm dating him right i'm going to be dating like if i'm dating you and i marry you i'm marrying your family too Mm -hmm. like that's another factor like can i be around your family i just can't imagine myself um switching up who i am to be with anyone regardless of their skin tone yeah i understand that um i definitely would not but i feel that i've been around people who like been around friends or family or whoever people who Mm -hmm. have dated other people outside of their race and Mm -hmm. i personally as the person who knows this person feels like they're different like Mm -hmm. not all the time but in certain cases i'm like why are you talking like that bitch yeah like or you know i have to their switch coding 
Yeah, like they're code switching. Exactly. Like they code. I, I mean, say switch coding. That was <laughs> code switching. But you know how un without thinking about it, right? Without being provoked, if we're around a group of white people or we're at work, we'll automatically code switch. Like you'll yes. speak a little more proper yeah. or yep. you know, you might not do do some of the mannerisms that you might do around your black coworkers because that's not yep. going to be understood. It's not going to be a joke or like they it's won't get it. It's just well going to be you doing taken. something yep. weird. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so I've been around people where maybe their boyfriend is white or their girlfriend is white and i think it's more specific to white people because any other culture more so like i feel like if it's a hispanic person an indian person like i wouldn't i wouldn't feel the need to alter anything about myself because you mm-hmm. have a way that you act too so you know what i mean um okay. that's per- that's specific to your culture but as far as like being around a bunch of white people I feel like um, that is something that I would naturally do without thinking about it. Not like I would be a completely different person. Maybe I'll just speak a little clearer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been around people who date certain people. And I'm like, why are you talking like that, girl? You do not talk like that. You know, girl, or whatever the so case apparent. may be. And, and that's alarming like, to me because I wouldn't yes. even be comfortable in a situation like that. But I wonder if, like, because you're in that relationship, kind of like rose colored goggles you don't really notice what's actually going on yeah i feel like you never notice what's happening from the inside because people from the outside are coming from it with a different perspective right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i would even like i've been around people i would have to disagree like i've been around people who are not white but like different like ethnicities and Mm -hmm. they still like code switch within their relationships too and i'm like i don't Mm. understand like what's the like a black girl dating someone Hispanic or something like that. They still do that. And I'm not, I don't understand. And I've never tapped into it as much as maybe I should have. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I don't understand why you're co-switching with anyone that you're in a relationship with. Now I get going to work and having to do so because you're just, you're not friends with everyone that you work with and you have to hold yourself professionally. And just, that's just the law of the lands and nothing we can really do about that. But in your relationship, in the solitude of the, the, thing that's supposed to bring you peace mm-hmm. and like you get to be yourself and they get to know the nitty-gritty of who you are like i've heard people change their voices mm-hmm. like not just like a, i'm gonna speak in high pitch but like i'm gonna speak like this and it's like Whoa. yes what the fuck is that what, what is, that? is that like or they speak in like these that baby these, tone like, baby talk yes like, oh my god oh like baby, jessica on love is baby. blind and it's 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 wildly insane to me because i feel like if you have to do that in order for you to have a a, a good quote unquote ma- like relationship, you guys have bigger problems because if you can't be who you are and be yourself, why would you want to be in anything like that? You're wasting your time. Do you feel because like when people you do act your, notice it, when you do act who like who you are, right? When you do act black or whatever the hell what, whatever the hell you want to call it, they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. Like who are you? True. I've never seen this side of you, and it's like this is who I am all the time. You piss me off, and this is what you get. Right now, I'm clapping my hands and mm-hmm. hollering at the top of my lungs. But I've and now my accent is real heavy. Like, black couples, because you can't like think about it too. Like, and this is going to lead into the next question, I guess. But there's okay. like a like a classism within like our race, right? So you have like light skin, black skin. Some people like who are maybe PhD and like their family were doctors. They you bring someone who maybe only has a high school education. Like you also look into that. Like they feel like they have to, you know. um, 
act like they're more than what maybe they really are because they have to portray that to their this person's family because oh well his dad is um a, a, a doctor and his mom's a lawyer and I'm just a girl from Snellville you know or something like that and I don't have you know I've seen that mm-hmm. too so it's all over it's crazy but I don't feel like it's fair to the person to have to switch who they are no I, I completely understand that on the classes level like for example if there's someone like you said who maybe their parents were blue collar workers and then mm-hmm. they start dating someone whose parents are VPs of companies or doctors or lawyers mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, what society classifies as successful, right? Then that's a completely different experience. I've been around. Yeah, I, I could definitely understand that. Um, especially if it's something that you haven't been around mm-hmm. and you haven't been accustomed to, you could automatically kind of code switch or feel like you have to be different around yeah. these people because maybe where they live you know if you pull mm-hmm. up to their house and you're looking like oh my goodness this house is the biggest thing I've ever seen you know you might be mesmerized by the fact that they have I don't know central vacuuming in their house exactly. you know where you, <laughs> you know what I mean but it's some in some places that's just a normal thing to have but mm-hmm. um I think that there is a layer of like misconception when it comes to that just because some people might not have been exposed to it so their expo like their exposure to it is television right so they imagine those people being like debutantes and bougie Mm -hmm. and not accepting or something like that right and likely that's not what it is at all likely that's not a that's not what it is nine times out of ten that's not what it is but you can have those misconceptions but i will say i have been around snooty rich black people as well oh i have the worst right (laughs) i've definitely been around my fair share of them and i've been around my fair share of relaxed i'm regular i'm black just like you're black rich ass black people you know right i just happen to have a lot of money because i worked hard or whatever the case may be but um i've been around those those people that kind of look down on you if you don't have the income that they have or the money that they have in the way mm-hmm. that they might respond to you it's different you know much different mm-hmm. it's much different so i i could definitely understand how someone would feel the need to kind of make them present themselves a little better right mm-hmm. i could um, see that yeah what about so like there uh, this one question talks about like inclusiveness and un- on insecure and so it talks about how the show is geared towards young black middle and upper class professionals which we were just talking about mm-hmm. um but then it says what about poor blue collar or working class black folks should they be integrated in the show in some way better represented i feel that that was not their goal here as far as mm-hmm. this show goes um, but I feel like they do represent those people, right? The blue collar or the working mm-hmm. class black people. They they are represented in the show in different ways. Like, um, is her name Tasha? Yeah. The the neighbor. I think that we're definitely gonna hear more from Tasha. Remember um Thug Yoda? What y'all doing about? Yes. Yes, yes, yes him. Yes um when he's talking about me and uh me and Kara gonna watch the bear bears or whatever his daughter name was we finna go watch the bear bears um mm-hmm. him i feel like he would be the 
working class black people you know i feel like um i feel like they have some some people in there but i feel that this the show is specifically geared towards a a certain demographic i would say right yeah likely because the people who are watching hbo can afford to pay for hbo right because hbo ain't cheap and usually likely the people who are watching Mm -hmm. it can afford you know to pay for hbo so that is probably the demographic that they targeted with the show and then if you think about the representation in the lead characters a lot of them are successful but i think also we've had a lot of other shows that have focused on the blue collar working person okay we haven't had a lot of shows that have shown successful black people young successful black people just living life and not having to be this or that or not having to decide whether they want to belong to the streets and have their friends Mm -hmm. on the streets or whether they want to go be a stockbroker you know what i mean we haven't we haven't had that representation in that front so i understand where the question comes from as far as the lack of representation in that sense because there's no main character like for example tsa bay he can't his his life was short-lived on the show like we saw him for a couple episodes he was funny it was like all right we're gonna see you next time you know Mm -hmm. um i don't think that i don't think that there should be more representation per se simply because i feel like we have that in other shows you know i feel like we have that in a lot what of shows other, do you think we have that in? Put you on spot. <laughs> I know, right? That's a thought. Um, the first things that come to mind aren't relevant, but I'm like, okay, reality TV shows or something mm-hmm. like that. There are so, people on there, you know, like I'm. I, just, I don't know. I just feel I think like it's hard. I think it's hard to answer. That it's question. hard to answer one because when I look at that question, I think to myself, nobody on that show is like doing exceptionally well in their career besides Mm -mm. molly in my opinion right um kelly and kelly um i don't remember all of everyone's name tiffany i think she's doing well yeah chad is doing very well so i feel like there's like bits and pieces i feel like there's some characters that are doing really really well and then there's some Mm -hmm. characters that are still trying to figure out what they're doing right i feel like Issa as the main character she's still trying to figure out what she's doing so i the word like upper class or middle class professional it's like well that can be taken in so many different ways just because their version of success and what my version of success are is completely different and I think that them showing Tasha in that light is Mm -hmm. a great representation of that because Issa also doesn't have it together she's living in the same apartment complex that Tasha's living in Mm -hmm. so is that really and truly like an upper class or middle class professional that she is because she's still trying to make her ends meet and she lucked up on getting this apartment so Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like that's a weird I feel like that's weird I feel that it would be great to see more of a backstory line with Tasha um but I also think like what you said HBO is a premium channel that you have to pay for. So you have and to connect to the cheap. audience that is watching the premium ch- premium channel some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And honestly, me personally, I don't want to always see black people shown in a light of where we have to struggle to get to where we want to go all the exactly. time. Like I don't want to see Precisely. the light of where a black person has to pay Rob Peter to pay Paul 
in order to get ahead or be a gang member or kill some. I don't want to see that all the time. Right. Like, those shows I mean, to we, me are out example, there. For example, we the have time. The Help, right? Now that, now yeah. that we're like when you're talking about the shows, we have The Help, where that was a movie specifically, you know, mm-hmm. directed towards like, or not directed towards Working class. The working class. We have little fires everywhere where mom is struggling oh to gosh. make ends meet. Yes. And she lives in a, like, she rents a home she or rents a car. home from this woman. And mm-hmm. she lived out of her car. She really didn't have money this entire time. And then the one job that she had was, like, working at a restaurant and working in the house. We have those depictions mm-hmm. in other shows. I mean, think about, like, All-American. I don't know what his mom did, but I know she wasn't very well off. Think and about he Snowfall. had to get help. Right. That's he a had prime to get example. help from other people, just like Snowfall mm-hmm. had to get help from other people to make ends to be able to I come feel like up. Shows like that are everywhere. On everywhere. All different sorts of channel lines. Chasing the American easily. dream. It's yes, always there. But shows like this, where it's like a modern day, like living single in some extent, mm-hmm. it's, we don't have that as much anymore. We don't. So I don't feel like it's fair to make and every then black single, show there was rep- representation of the working class overton yeah overton wasn't that well off he, he was a handyman well you know hell steve harvey they were teachers teachers ain't making a lot of money right like, <laughs> you know it's just like i feel like we have those in a lot of different shows it's just more so that now that we're more we're in the 21st century and it's more modern it's like well mm-hmm. I, I don't think every every show has to touch on doesn't have to make that the main storyline if that makes any right. sense it should definitely be represented but i don't think that it has to be the main storyline because we see that in a lot of different like shows that i just it's to me it's just not warranted in this yeah it's really not so. i don't think i don't think so i think i really enjoy the utopia i guess that this show is right it's like the perfect place to be for black people it's like Mm -hmm. oh we and then also if you think about the age the age group that they're targeting as well it's like the what 25 to like 35 i guess i would say yeah they they're targeting that age group because we are the people that are in these positions we're making way for ourselves also representation matters so not only are we looking at this generations to come are hopefully or will be looking at this and they'll Mm -hmm. be able to see like for example my brother in his age group his friends watch this and they're 20 they're in college so Mm -hmm. their representation and what they see in front of their face is black people being successful and black people going through life and having struggles but but being able to you know take care of themselves and go to concerts and have fun and be free and do the or whatever just being black and not having to worry about should i still be friends with my friends from high school because they in the streets do i have enough like, money to pay on. rent this month or yes. is my car gonna get repoed yeah is my baby daddy like, gonna pay his child support or is he not the world may never I, know like why do we always yes. have to be on this struggle bus exactly. because of our skin tone that like exactly. i love that this show doesn't depict that so i think that this is not the place for that i agree and i, I am agree. not ashamed to say it damn it i am not either girl i completely <laughs> motherfucking agree i think representation matters but i don't think that representation to that extreme has to be in something like this i feel like like you said we have so many things across the board that already hit on the struggle and trying to make a way and it ain't like insecure is not hitting on the struggle and trying to make a way 
they're still doing mm-hmm. it. It's just different. Like they're trying to make a way. It's maybe not be like involved in, you know, drugs or like something like that. Their their struggle is a little. It may be a little bit different, but it connects to the people that they're trying to connect to. Right. And that's what really matters most. And I feel like honestly, Tasha, I feel like she's here to stay. Tasha, Me too. she's not going went to uh, Kelly's Thanksgiving. She popped up at Kelly house on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's about to be a part of the group of friends in this yeah. like odd interesting way but and i'm here for that i feel like that's gonna expand because, the representation you know just yes. a bit. but i also think too like sometimes it's great to see like those type of characters or that character if she does get involved in the friend group or does come onto the friend group it's like she's gonna surround herself with people that you know are supportive are doing things and that's gonna make her that's gonna motivate her in some extent mm-hmm. too you know so i mean it hits all corners you know in my opinion right okay what's next so do you think um at the end of the episode well sort of the end lauren lawrence and uh condola damn i can never get her name right were because we call her everything else (laughs) exactly they were going back and forth after condola's little um party her friends giving Mm -hmm. and she asked him if Issa wouldn't have cheated would y'all still be together and mr lawrence was like she cheated so it doesn't matter what do you think about that like, if a lot of the people that you have dated right now, right? Mm-hmm. If half the things that probably broke you guys up did not happen, do you think you'd still be together with at least one Mm-mm. of them? Or No? Okay. Mm-mm. Period. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Because, simply because the person I am now and the person that I was when I was with them are two completely different people. Like, I, I don't agree. know her. Mm-hmm. So, when I self-reflect or I reflect back on the relationship there's a lot of times where I'm like bitch why did you accept that shit or why did you not ask further questions or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. and um have any of my exes experienced me like post therapy Mm, the one that I'm still cool with yes Okay. None of my exes have really experienced me post therapy, so we wouldn't be together just because the the per the person I am now is not who they were with or who they liked or who they think I am. Even in conversations now, you know, for whatever reason, niggas kind of have this like. Whenever y'all stop talking, they seem to forget that people change and shift throughout life, so they want to have the same conversation about the same mm-hmm. shit, you know. And you're like, I was not even that girl. I don't know who that girl was in 2016, boo. I'm not hurting anymore, though. You know. So, no, we wouldn't still be together. But I think her asking that. I know a lot of niggas feel like that question was irrelevant. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it was, but in a different sense. I don't feel like it was irrelevant because like, oh, you should have answered. Because if y'all, if she didn't cheat, if she didn't cheat, would y'all still be together? Like, that's not really my thing is, I think it reflects more on Condola for asking the question, which is why I feel like it was relevant to the scene. Well, I think it just kind of feeds into her. I don't want to call it an insecurity. Insecurity. I don't think it's an, I don't want to call it an insecurity because it seems like. (laughs) Ah, uh, maybe it is, but I feel like that's just a such a bad word for this this that that feeling that she's having. Condola is uncomfortable 
with Issa and Lawrence's relationship, right? She is uncomfortable with it, which is creating an insecurity. But she's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable with it because of how close, like in close quarters, her and Issa are. That's number one. Number two, you could tell she's insecure about it by how she responded to Lawrence when she found out that Issa was his ex. Like, I feel that Lawrence should have been the one to be like, oh, let me think about this or whatever. But Condola was like, let me think about this and I'll get back with you. Yeah, She had processing to do because she wasn't she she's insecure about their relationship. And I would be insecure about my ex's relationship or my current niggas exes in his ex's relationship mm-hmm. if they were always going to be around each other yeah. hell yeah i would because there that is another layer of it you know you can break up with somebody and like we said i hope to never never see that nigga again right but mm-hmm. then imagine if you dated someone and now y'all share the same group of friends and no matter uh, where you go i like you're I'd gonna you to see that nigga <laughs> Right. So like one of y'all got to go like it's either me like I I have two pictures in my hand Mm -hmm. and one of us can stay. Yeah. (laughs) Nigga, it's not you. (laughs) You've got to go. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. as far as how it goes with them, they have separate relationships that can't really separate like Lawrence separating from the friend group would basically mean like he doesn't have his friends anymore because he's not friends with Issa's friends per se he's friends with Issa's friend's boyfriend or Issa's friend's husband Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of hard to separate the two and I for one would feel very uncomfortable or insecure with something like that especially if it's not something that he was upfront about because she had to find out it's not like he told her true hey so my ex yeah you working with her or like my ex is was at the bar my ex was at the baby shower but we're not together but like you know he didn't tell her anything so she had no prior expectations or no way to like brace herself for finding out like this is your ex-girlfriend sitting which just solidifies that everything's been like a all of a sudden kind of find out for Mm -hmm. her so yeah that's Mm -hmm. very true um no the question was do you think her asking if Issa cheated would y'all still be together if that was like yes, in context or exactly. if it was relevant so that would be a no for me because I feel like the action just enhances the character flaws but the character flaws are always going to be there so no matter if they didn't do what they did in the past like there is a character flaw within them that would have ended the relationship anyways so I feel like with Lawrence and Issa not that like there was a lot of factors that played into that but the reason that I feel like she was very, like, obviously she's insecure about it, but he also hesitated and was like, nope. You know, that hesitation is kind of just like, you don't even know. You don't even, you don't even know he how He hasn't even feel. taken the time to process it. You haven't processed it. So once again, are you even ready to move on to be into something different? Like we talked about last week, like a lot of people go and hop into relationship after relationship without even processing or healing from their past and bring all this baggage mm-hmm. into it and just kind of, dump it until they don't know until like it's just hard to you know not expose so I feel like in that scenario it's one of those things where he has to he hasn't even processed the breakup and he's just going on to the next yeah I definitely agree um I feel like he and Issa have really only been broken up what max nine months they broke up when it was they broke up before summertime I know that for a fact um 
So let's say they broke up around like maybe March and now it's November. That's not enough time for you to process, especially from a five-year relationship. That's not enough time for you to process and then go be in another relationship and be exactly. present. I feel that. Um, and be and then present. Exactly. Technically, he was kind of in a situationship relationship with Tasha. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So he just kind of jumped from thing to thing. I feel like. At least with something like that, you need you need about a year of just like getting yourself together and getting your head right, and then deciding like, oh, okay, I like this or I don't like that. You know, I mean, I, and I wouldn't even. Put, I mean, like, not a to put a time on it. on it, but I feel yeah, like because I feel like if I was with someone for five years, and me being a female, it may take me a little bit longer to get over that person than maybe my male counterparts. Mm-hmm. But I just think that. It's like realistically, it's hard to move on from somebody that you were with for five years in only nine months. That's hard. Like Mm -hmm. the relationship have already had to already been going sour for you to be like, okay, I'm done. Yes. But at the same time, there are still things within yourself that you have to kind of process because for relationships to end, both parties have to play at fault too. like, yes, one person Mm -hmm. can cheat on you, but there's still something that you have to work on within yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, why did this person do that? What made them, you know? Um, go out there and hurt me the way that they did what am I do like what do I want to like bring into my next relationship these are questions that you should be asking yourself as you're going through that process right not saying mm-hmm. that you can't have a little f- a fun friend to bring over here and there but something serious I will I don't even know if I would be comfortable to jump into something serious after just being out of something serious either like I like to have my freedom like my time like I've just committed five years to this one person it's not going to work out like I need to be able i may want to have a little hoe season i don't know maybe i just want to have a me season maybe i want to get my chakras in order like there's so many things but to bring another person into that mix mm-hmm. i found that to be kind of wild especially when there's no actual degree of separation like there is with Issa yeah. and lawrence it's a lot easier to get over somebody that you don't see. It's a lot easier for you to process your emotions when you mm-hmm. don't have to deal with that person yeah. on a regular basis. But for whatever reason, they keep running into each other. Which like, makes it even more of a thing that they're going to hook up. Because at the very end, Case of the X was playing. He responded Lawrence to that was, IG um, story. Responded to the IG story. Issa was those little bubbles popped up. It just kind of solidifies the fact that like something's going to happen. Something's going to, they're going to slip up. Even if it's like a, we accidentally had sex. Cause that happens too. You know, your mm-hmm. hormones be raging. Next thing you know, you wake up and you're like, how did this happen? How did that get right. here? So I'm just prepared for that, that moment. Yeah. I have a question more towards the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. What do you? I think that the show is doing a great job of depicting how friendships fall apart and like Ooh, yes. slowly as well because it's a very like mm-hmm. slow process between Molly and Issa where it's yeah. like oh they're having little spats even like when they were in the grocery store yeah and they were talking. That was very awkward as far as how they had their interaction. Everything seemed cool. And then all of a sudden, they kind of started coming for each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And this they didn't way. know and what was I've, going on in each other's lives. Right. I've personally experienced something like that. And mm-hmm. I think that they're doing a great job of depicting it. But who do you think... 
I don't want to say who do you think is at fault for their relationship falling apart, mm-hmm. but what do you think is really going on between the two of them as to why they're kind of having this unspoken distance? I think that this is a clear case of like, I am growing and this person, I don't, I don't perceive this person growing with me. It's perception. So mm-hmm. I think that Issa and Molly are both growing up and that's a great thing. But they continuously hold things back from each other because each of they both feel like if I say this one thing, she's going to judge me or going to put me right back into where I don't want to be or going to make mm-hmm. me feel back to where I don't want to feel again. You know, every mm-hmm. every little thing that was going on in that grocery store was a trigger for both of them. They both were kind of like defensive immediately. Um Right then and there, I thought to myself, why aren't you guys just talking right now? You know, like while you're walking mm-hmm. around the grocery store or go back to the house and get some wine and talk it out. But to me, you're leaving by like saying Molly came at Issa. First, she definitely like, did. She was talking about. She said, I don't see why you're still um, acting like the situation doesn't bother you with Condoleezza. Anymore. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like molly give me an oscar for remembering that she's girl you need it because (laughs) i just watched the episode and i forgot but i feel like um molly is projecting her personal feelings onto yeah oh and i feel like that can happen a lot especially in friendships i've experienced that where maybe i don't feel any type of way about something but a friend does and they're Mm -hmm. like but this nigga ain't shit and da, da, da. and it's like yep. okay but you only know so much about a situation right yeah so there's only i can tell you every single thing about the relationship but you're also not going to connect to that person how i am so it's easier maybe, to look from the outside in right so you're you have these snippets that i'm telling you about like this nigga ain't shit mm-hmm. or this happened or that happened or whatever and not even honestly i don't think that Issa and molly have had those kind of conversations when it comes to um condola in um in her relationship i think that molly feels because molly is not really i don't feel like molly's really growing like everyone else is in the show to be honest okay i feel like she has showed growth in some areas but i feel like her growth is very reluctant growth right so well growth is very i think she's uncomfortable with growing but that's a natural state to be in Yes, um, but what I'm saying is I feel like somebody has to influence her decision for her to be able to make a certain decision. It's not like, okay, okay. for example, Issa and Condola being friends is not Issa just being stupid. I think that's Issa completely being mature about the situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, this might be my nigga current, my ex nigga current girlfriend, but also she has this wealth of knowledge that I don't have that can help me. So regardless, and she's also a cool person. She didn't do anything to me personally. Mm-hmm. So the way that I feel Issa feels about it is like I don't see any reason as to why we can't be cordial or why we can't be cool but I feel like Molly is taking this situation very personally and she's like you shouldn't be cool with her and this and that and it's like first of all Lawrence didn't do anything wrong to Issa and neither did Condola so why should she sit there and be angry and bitter but I feel like Molly feels some type of way and she's angry and bitter towards the Dro situation so she's kind of projecting that right okay and um and i think it's a it's kind of like i don't want to say like a bit of jealousy but essentially a bit of jealousy because she can still be cool with them both and like move through Mm -hmm. life and molly cannot but for example 
her conversations that she's had with Andrew, right? Those have all been somebody being like, well, why don't you just tell him how you feel? Or why don't you just say True. this? Or maybe he that. feels this way. She has to be pushed to do that. Even like her coming to like mend the, br- mend the bridge with her dad and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. her brother had I- to push her. Her brother had to be like, you're being really hard on him. And that's not fair. This happened X amount of time ago. Yes, Mm -hmm. they had their time to process it. He's become a better person. Like that whole conversation had to happen before Molly actually got her own head out of her ass and was like, okay, I'm gonna be nice to my daddy. You know what I mean? And so I think that's why she's projecting. I don't know. I feel like that's that's a good. No, that's really I I mean, I feel like that definitely plays into it. She has a lot of things that's on her plate that she's projecting Mm -hmm. onto um to Issa. i also think that like they're used to being very irresponsible together so now that they're being responsible separately they don't know how to grasp that concept because they don't know like molly's never seen Issa really be separately i mean i think Issa's being responsible i think molly's being responsible i think that just because she's not showing like a huge sign of growth if it's like she could she could easily not take people's advice she can easily not go to people for their advice like she can easily still have her head up her ass and be like i'm not gonna even approach any of the situation but she's not she's trying to communicate with her friends about how she feels she's trying she's at least she's at least extending the olive branch to her dad a little bit you know like i feel like she's still trying it's just harder for her and like it's not gonna be as apparent as isa isa also went through some really shitty situations like she cheated on her boyfriend she slept on her ex's couch like she didn't have a place to stay she was couch surfing like she's it's been a lot so like to see Issa's growth from where she was to now it's apparent because there was so much she molly didn't really have been, a choice but to grow she up. didn't really have a choice but to grow molly really does she has a choice molly has a great mm-hmm. job no she doesn't have a man but she's not ugly so she can get a man she can at least get a man for a week or so you know if she mm-hmm. wanted to so it's like her growth is going to be a little bit different than Issa's, but i think they're growing separately they're just not and i've experienced that where you grow separately from your friends and you I don't I've never experienced to where it's like hard feelings towards one another you kind of have to talk that out but both parties have to be willing to listen and actually talk these two are not at that point yet because Mm -hmm. as soon as Isha's brother was like you're allowed to feel that way and don't let anybody make you feel any other way she was quick to be like Molly let's talk later you don't want to work it out with I her I don't right think now. that's the reason why that why well, she said let's talk now. I don't think that's the main reason why, but I think it plays into the fact that like you're right, I'm able to feel how I feel and if I want to like the whole purpose is of that conversation, you know that we're going she was going to bring up Lawrence and Condol- Con- that girl. So it's like uh-huh. if I don't want to talk about that situation and I'm able to feel the way I want to feel, I don't want to address it and I'm not going to. So I feel like it you plays think a that little was bit. What was going on in Issa's head? I don't think that was going on in Issa's head. I think head at that all. like I don't think that's the only thing, but I think that's one of, yes. Because I the literally clear don't simple even fact think that I do. I think, I think that Issa thought fact of something of else that, that she had to do. Huh? Okay. I feel like Issa thought of something else that she had to do. Like, I feel like that was the expression on her face. Like when she was like, "Mm," because she was going to go. And I think maybe she was like, okay, I could go there. But there's something else that I need to do right now. I I think, I mean, obviously the next episode (laughs) will show us. But I really think that's what it was. I don't think Issa was like, okay, fuck that. We can talk later. I'm going to go home. I don't think that's at all what it was. I feel like maybe she felt like there was a conversation that needed to be had with someone else or 
you know, she needed to go somewhere. That's how I felt. I don't feel like Issa is, is like not wanting to talk about the Lawrence and Condola situation. I don't think so at all. I think Molly just wants to attack her for being friends with but Condola. I, that's what I'm saying. But but then I say then I challenge this that that perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've we've seen three episodes now where this has been addressed in three different occasions, right? When, when it comes to Molly. Right. And every time Molly attacks her about it or mm-hmm. she is like judgmental about it or says something snide about it. And it's like Issa's like, you know, it is what it is. I've already chose. I've already told you what I what it is. So why do we have to keep talking this conversation? Mm-hmm. It's like not saying that the premise of their conversation was going to be completely about Lawrence and her. But, you know, that was going to be brought up at some extent. And if I just saw them out and I told my brother that I feel like she's reaping all the benefits of the person that I was creating and like it was in the like dirt with. If Molly doesn't understand that you're okay with even being their friends because you just, you know, it's like, okay, we're fine with this. If she can't even understand that and you're already feeling some type of way about seeing them and like you feel like she's, you know, reaping the benefits. That's still going to play into your decision of whether or not you want to talk to somebody like I just don't want I don't want to. Hmm. In my head. And that's the way I process no, I it. Like, I didn't. I think that when she was in the car, like, but I, I feel, feel like, like there is f- relationship other things on her mind. I'm so sure. Much more. Yeah. I feel like there's so much more they have to talk about. Obviously, like I, there's no way that this Lawrence thing is that big of a deal. But it's kind mm-hmm, of like one of those not. like icing on the cakes, you know, like mm-hmm. if every time I bring up this, you're going to badger me about it. I don't want to talk to you about it. And the same thing goes for Molly. If every time I bring up this Andrew guy and I tell you like he's doing this and that and you don't believe me or you feel like I'm being dramatic. I don't want to talk to you about it. So it's like these small things that mm-hmm. like if they just got to the underlying problem of what it really was, maybe it would be better. But then again, it's like sometimes you got to have growing pains. I don't think like I don't even I know think in the beginning an underlying problem. I feel like the underlying problem is they're not they they're not really meant to be friends anymore. See, I don't think that I don't really think that because. I feel like you, yes, you grow out of friends with someone or you grow out of like, um, yeah, you grow out of friends with somebody. Sometimes your friendships kind of like, you know, move on. People just grow in different directions. But I think for them, it's more so like we're going to grow in different directions, but that doesn't mean that I'm not your friend. It just means that the friendship that we once had, it's going to be, it's going to be looked a little different, looked at a little differently. I have friends now that I've grown out of these true, like these friendships that we once had, like a Molly and them situation. And they, we just grew in different places. Do I have ill feelings for them? No. Do they still invite me to like baby showers or weddings or things like that? Yes. But we're just, it's in a different capacity. We're not as close as we once were. And like they were, in their early 20s doing ratchet ass shit with their ratchet ass friends and now they're not doing that stuff anymore to some extent you know so i feel like for them i don't feel like the friendship is over i think it's just gonna look different and maybe they'll that's have what i mean friends. when i say it's over not like they had a big falling out but they're just not yeah. gonna be friends like that no more i don't really yeah. i honestly don't feel like they should be in my opinion oh, wow okay i don't think they should be i feel like they had their time obviously where things were great but i feel like in the past three seasons molly has showed us in more ways than one that she likes to come for Issa's throat or like when shit is going good for Issa, she likes to have something negative to say (laughs) i mean she comes for everybody's throat but specifically when things are going good for Issa, she has to tear her down a couple notches like it always has to be that like when they were at the little uh at the charity dinner thing at the house the first season mm-hmm. remember with the kids 
before shit even went left when daniel came molly started complaining about the drink or something and it was like and then she was rude to the asian guy that was trying to approach her which is foreshadowing which is funny but yeah she was rude to the teacher the asian teacher who was trying to approach her and stuff like that and Issa was just like okay what's wrong with you i feel like anytime molly sees Issa doing well she kind of gets a little jealous or something and so like her right she's like a secret hater like it's like she loves her but then she doesn't she loves her she loves for her not to do better than her or do as well as her so when the fact okay right and so everybody was doing really great or whatever and then even i think when they passed in the checks like you know they made their donations like i don't think molly handed a check either Mm. i think everybody handed a check but molly so i feel like it's like i support you but to this extent you know and then let's go to like this friends right and then like let's go to this season when she had the mixer her molly's main concern was like well why are you being like this with this or you know like it was like she was very she came for her throat at the end then and Issa was like okay molly's a judge i was in a good mood but all right, these qualities that we're pointing out about Molly has always been Molly's qualities. But as a friend, right. she's allowed that. And now that it's also one of those things. Yes, when you that's what I'm getting at. And mm-hmm. you do not, you allow certain things that your friends, they just treat you in this light that they can't help but to do it because that's what you get. They've always seen you that way. Right. When you don't allow that crap anymore, people act differently. Like, oh, all of a sudden you want to stand up for yourself. Oh, all of a sudden you want to have a voice and use it and you act like you're better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the case, but you don't get to treat me that way anymore. I'm a person who has right. feelings. Who's an adult. I'm not your child. Don't talk to me that mm-hmm. way and stop being judgy. But these are all of Molly's qualities that have been her qualities since season they've one. been there this whole time. Nothing's and that's ever really changed. what it is. Nothing has changed. They've, she's been this way the entire time. Every yeah. time something goes good, she has to chop her down a few feet. And I yeah. don't really appreciate that aspect of Molly's character. I don't either. Because as a friend, at you all. Do that. You and that's be why I feel like. Right. And that's why I feel like Molly and Issa don't need to be friends in the way that they thought they were friends before. Because Molly has a lot of introspection that needs to be done. And not saying that they can't mm-hmm. recover later on. But I feel that Issa needs to discover what it is to have an actual friend. You know what they I mean? They have to grow apart to grow together. Like, right and i feel like for example kelly is really Issa's best friend like kelly is always there no matter like when supportive. you think yeah. about it kelly she's is always always to there it's like okay girl. right she's always there Thank to work she's me. always supportive she's mm-hmm. always you know she's she's giving like when she gave the check Issa was like 500 dollars, kelly she was like yeah but don't cash it till next month you know what i'm saying like she <laughs> <laughs> she's been that friend this entire time and she nece- she hasn't necessarily seen it so i feel like this is a perfect time for us to see Issa and grow. kelly grow closer together and mm-hmm. molly and Issa kind of distance a little bit and maybe once molly is able to kind of like look within herself and realize her and kind of like acknowledge her actions and reactions to things i feel like that'll be a good time for them to kind of revisit their friendship but i don't like the way she treats her i really don't i really don't i I feel like Issa is a really good friend to molly and molly is not a good friend yeah i feel like i i think that molly was a good friend I think that Molly At one point, yeah, for was sure. a genuine person, but I think there's a lot of factors in Molly's life that kind of like shadow and fade that away. And um, I think they just have to grow apart to grow together. I feel like they 
have never experienced their adulthood life probably without one another. And it's always been just the two of them with their other friends. Mm -hmm. Like I can relate, like not withstanding, like I, like the, the core people that I have close to me, obviously we're not like my best friend lives. She's married and and wants to have a baby. Like we're on two different planets. You know what I mean? But supporting her all the way. No, we're not going to see each other every single day, but it's like that doesn't fade away. So it's just, there's certain Mm -hmm. qualities in your friendship that just because you guys don't see each other all the time or don't talk all the time, doesn't mean that, you know, it's less of a friendship for Molly and Issa. It's going to have to be that way. Like let them, they need to separate from each other. It's kind of like Kylie and Jordan, even though this is not the same kind of like situation, but (laughs) you know, everybody was saying like, this is good for Kylie and Jordan because they're so connected to the hip. Like, they need to separate mm-hmm. in order to, like, figure out who they are as people. And they've never known who they were as people in their adulthood. I mean, in their late or their early 30s. Now they're in their early 30s. You're different people than you were when you were, like, 21, 22. So I will right. be interested to see, like, their falling out and what happens if they, like, were to come back and, like, try to mend the fence. Yeah. I feel like there's Which just happened? been a lot of miscommunication oh, yeah. in general. And like when Molly said, do you girl? I feel like that was completely unnecessary. That was so completely unnecessary. That ruined it because so I feel like Issa, even then, I feel like even if like your, um, even if your depiction is right, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that wouldn't have helped Issa want to have any more conversation no. with you. If you write her and you're like, do you girl? You don't know what the fuck her Thanksgiving has been like. And you didn't even take Over a some moment to ask all i told you i was gonna be an hour late to pie it ain't like like, she was like can i update you later on pie time girl me and my brother are eating thanksgiving at a rest a mexican restaurant right now like how's your thanksgiving going everything okay to like me, she that said, been Thanksgiving like got thing. crazy. You didn't even say like, okay, What's is everything on? cool? And yeah. you could have been like, Stan broke his hip, but me and Amal came to get some food and I'll be over there, you know, in a couple hours. You're not being inviting. I think that's what it is. And so why would somebody want to go somewhere and they don't feel like they're invited? Like, yeah, you right. made me this pie, Why would I want to go sit awkwardly you, and have this conversation? Yeah. And you have these smart ass comments and it's like, do you girl? Bye, ma'am. Was that even necessary? You don't even know the situation, but you're not trying to learn the situation. You're just trying to start an argument or be petty. And that's fine. But you go be petty with Tiffany and Kelly and see how long that that see how long that works. That shit ain't going to last. That's not going to fly over there. But that's what I'm saying. Your friends, people treat certain people certain ways because they get away with it. Because they know they can get away with it. Yes. They know that certain people will allow them to do certain things. And when you stand up Mm -hmm. for yourself, that's when it becomes a problem. So for Issa Mm -hmm. to not show up, I feel like that was like step number one in the whole like, bitch, I'm falling back if that's how you're going to act. I'm not yeah. going to we're not going to keep playing this whole like tennis match like as your friend I love you but homie you're tripping and I don't have time for it but uh, yeah but I'm also a right here right now type of person right and I feel like that conversation that they wanted to have should have happened right then yes that conversation should have happened as soon as they left the store because that's not something that you can wait to have until both parties are ready because you're never going to be on the same page to be ready. Someone's always going to feel like, well, I don't want to talk about it right now or I got this going on or they're going to try to, um, what is the word? They're going to try to, um, oh my gosh, divert the conversation. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or avoid it. They're going to try to avoid the conversation as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that should have been had as soon as possible because first off, why would you want to have that conversation on Thanksgiving? 
Right. Like, like we're it's Thanksgiving. Family. We eating pie. Yeah. First of like, all, it's going to be awkward. Vibing. You're my, like, quote unquote sister. Like, I don't want to have this, like, tumultuous conversation over Thanksgiving turkey. That's not. Right. So, that's my take on this whole thing. Crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like if, for example, if we were, if you were, if I were Issa and you were Molly and we're in the grocery store and we were coming for each other's throats, I would immediately, like, you know, even when Issa was like, you know, we should talk about this or whatever, whoever said it. For me personally, I would have been like, all right, let's talk about this right now. And I know Issa said she had meetings later, but like, y'all were at the grocery store right now. So y'all had an extra 20 minutes 30 minutes to discuss this at least on the service level and Mm -hmm. then so y'all can get on some kind of even playing ground and then you know revisit it later but i'm i'm not gonna lie if me and my nigga beefing i'm pulling up (laughs) girl (laughs) and have okay i'm not about to beef with you like that like I'm not going to be like beefing with you and we don't know what's continue. going on and days have passed. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Are you at the house? Because let's talk right now. Let's talk right now. Because A, I'm not about to sit here and hold this conversation off. B, I don't want to keep thinking about the conversation in my head because that's what I'll do. Right. I don't overthink do well with it that at and all. like say like, okay, well, what if they say this? And what if I say this? And what if they do this? It's like, right. let's just do Trying this Trying to now. prepare yourself for the conversation. Yeah. I don't want to have to prepare myself for a breakup with my friend. Like... And I'm going to even say that in the midst of the conversation, like, listen, either we're going to leave this and be on the same page with one another and support one another, or we're not. And we're just going to keep it cool from a distance. And I'm okay with either way, if that's where it's Whatever at. you want to do. Whatever you right. decide, I'm okay with either way. But I want you to understand that, like, once this is done, I'm not talking about it again. Right. Precisely. So, I'm not I'm not revisiting this conversation again. Yeah. So let's lay it out. Let's put it all on the table. Exactly. Figure out what we need to do. Because, yeah, I'm I'm definitely that person. So for me, that didn't even match. Like, it didn't even make sense to me to be like, oh, do we need to talk about this? Yeah, because right? things have been weird between us. Okay, let's talk about it next week. Let's talk no. about it a couple days from I'm now. Like, okay, so I'm going to ride back with you and we're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> right. Like, okay, girl, well, let's come on. Let's talk about it right now. So why do you feel that way? I definitely am that person. Yeah. I'm not nip even going to lie. <laughs> I, would I am a nipping in the bud type of person. If there mm-hmm. is a problem, do not think I will not pull up on you. Mm-hmm. Not a, not like I'm going to just pull up and be like, bitch, open the door. We got to talk right now. But I yeah. definitely will and be like, course, are you like, at home? This project on a project, this problem on a grand scheme of things, it's, it's massive for them right because they've never had to experience this before with one another right um, especially something as big as that with a relationship yeah. that matters so to you i don't like to, to wait on that early as possible not to be pushed off to me right so yeah with crazy. a relationship that you really value i i wouldn't even put that back Mm-mm. i would never yeah no um nah. but that's all the questions that i have we are um that was well a really great time. conversation. We are well over time. <laughs> well over time. <laughs> Ooh, child. Ooh, chile. These questions from um, Black Prince of the South or Ursine Noir. Is that how you said it? Yes, that's how I said it. Or at Ursine Noir on Twitter. Because this uh, question thread has really, really, uh, I feel like, garnered some really good conversation between mm-hmm. us uh because we definitely i mean because of quarantine obviously it was easy for the 
the uh, creativity to kind of flatline as far as like what conversations we want to have or whatever because ain't too much going on but this was really good i enjoyed this you got anything for do of the week be creative with your bar at home if you have a bar or if you just, you know, buy a bottle every once in a while and have some juice. Be creative in your little cocktail making. Make, Make some you really a little mocktail. Good, yeah, or a mocktail if you want, you know, all of that good stuff. Be crafty. Thank you guys so much for listening to yet another week of our shit. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at becomingshe underscore. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that, email us at becomingshelive at gmail.com. And that's it. That's all we got for y'all. Thank y'all so much. Yes. We love you. Love you guys. We out. Bye.